Offensive coordinator Luke Getze has now commented on why DJ Moore did not get more targets in last game. We're going to talk about that, plus the biggest questions the Bears have to answer against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby on the channel. But more importantly, make sure you guys go and follow us at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we want to talk about Luke Getty's recent comments in regards to DJ Moore and how he was not prioritized in the offensive game plan last week. He said this. It was definitely a disappointment. There are a lot of reasons why things happen. Uh, protection could have been broken down on a particular play for him. Justin maybe didn't see something on a particular play. There's a lot of things going into it. We're definitely calling plays for DJ, and he knows that. He wasn't frustrated by any of that. Sometimes it's just the way the coverage dictates where the quarterback has to go with the football, too. He's going to be a big part of the plan. And so, you know, it, it, these comments from Luke Getze just scream to me more, you know, lack of accountability at times from, from uh, the coaching staff that we've seen over the last week in regards to the loss. But overall, too, I think, yes, what he said is is technically true, right? There are a lot of things that go down into why a player does or does not get the ball on a passing play, which has a lot of different options out there, right? And just because the ball didn't go to DJ Moore doesn't mean he necessarily wasn't who the play was called for. But here's what I'll say in that. The limited role that DJ Moore had is because it also plays a part into the lack of originality with the play call. It just absolutely was. Yes, Justin did miss wide over open wide receivers. There is no excuse for that. That is something that Justin has to work on. But Luke Getzey, there's also no, it's not anybody else's fault other than yours. Maybe you can look at Matt Eberflus as the head coach as well with the fact that your play calling sucked. And when you have predictable play calling, it's easy for the team to key in on taking your your biggest weapon away in DJ Moore. Now, this was in, in, in little to be expected, right? And this is why, if you guys have been watching this channel for a while on the daily shows I've been talking about, the benefit of DJ Moore isn't necessarily just because he's going to be this target every single play, but it is it's also because the gravity that he provides should draw double teams, which then opens up the passing game for other players. You know why we didn't see that either in last week's game? Yes, Justin Fields plays a part in it, but you didn't call original plays. All the goddamn screen plays, instead of any slants, right, any drag routes, right? Yes, Chase Claypool as well with his, with his disappointment play played a part in it as well, but overall, Lugetti has to call a better game. And if they are, king in on your weapon in DJ Moore, use that to your advantage. This is chess not checkers. And right now, Luke Getze, as an offensive coordinator, seems to be playing checkers, whereas defensive coordinators around the league are playing chess with his ass. And the lack of originality is just playing into that. Now, again, it's one game. Maybe we we see this game against Tampa Bay, and a lot of things change overall, and then maybe the, the, the conversation will be different for a week. But if we go into another game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Luke Getze's play calling is another sore thumb that sticks out, as well as Justin Fields' play, right? Like I said, I'm not blaming everything on Luke Getze. Justin and the offensive line absolutely play a part in that as well. But let's see if, we're, if this team's going to play better. But that leads us to the next topic is, what are the biggest questions that the Chicago Bears need to answer in next week's game? Or I'm sorry, not even next week now. This Sunday's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And one of those things is the play call. 
from both the offensive and defensive coordinator, do we come in with a better plan against a team that is not going to make it easy for the Chicago Bears, right? The game plans overall from the offensive coordinators are absolutely something that I'm going to be looking at and if they can put out a better effort. Let me be clear here. You can still have a better game plan and lose, right? So I'm not saying win or loss is going to dictate the answer to this question, but it is going to come by what we see out there and how formidable this team looks on both sides of the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, also, the uh, the, the Rashad White, how is this team going to handle Rashad White overall? We kind of, you know, we got picked apart uh, passing-wise, right? But at the end of the day, you got to look at how this team is going to is going to you know, perform against it. In a large part, the linebackers play a big part in that as well. This linebacking core overall had some some shines, right? They had some things that they that they did. And Aaron Jones didn't have to be utilized in the rushing uh, a lot. But if they are, the Bucs are probably going to run the ball even more than what the Green Bay Packers did with Rashad White. We have to be able to contain him. And if we don't, it's going to be a long night for the Chicago Bears defense, hugely, right? And then the next question, what does the running back uh, uh, room look like from the Chicago. We saw that Roshan Johnson played the most snaps out of any running back on the Chicago Bears roster yes, uh, last week. And so does that does that split stay the same? Do we see Roshan Johnson keep you know extending himself and being used as that weapon because he's just such a versatile weapon and how you can use your running back for the Chicago Bears? That is one of the biggest questions as well as as well as does the offensive line gel better together, right? Because they didn't. They didn't get a lot of snaps together in, in in training camp in the preseason, and so does now another week of continuity. Does the offensive line look a little bit better? Let's hope so, right? Then our defensive line. You cannot overlook that play either. Our defensive line graded out a lot of the starters graded out pretty goddamn bad. Pretty goddamn bad. And so you know we're gonna have to see how that defensive line performs in this game as well. And you know that that will hopefully get an answer to that. And with that said as well, who's gonna step up in the slot now? With Kyler Gordon being out for at least four games, right, and you you look at the opportunities there that we have and the players that could step into that role, Josh Blackwell, Terrell Smith, who steps into that slot role, and are they able to keep up the level of play that we're going to need from that secondary, especially in a game like this? So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Does does Also, does Zach Pickens continue to be one of our best defensive linemen per the grade? Zach Pickens graded out as one of the best defensive linemen that we had in last week's game. And so, you know, does that continue to show? And if Zach Pickens continues to do that, while a player like Justin Jones ranks as one of the worst per grade defensive linemen, do we eventually see one of the young guys pass up Justin Jones in that depth chart, right? But at least next week, or this week, I keep saying next week, but at least on Sunday, who's going to perform the best, right? And then ultimately, does Justin Fields play better as a quarterback, right? That is a lot of what we need to see as well. This season was always going to be just on how Justin Fields now utilizes the weapons you went out and got him. And Chase Claypool as well. Does Chase Claypool actually show himself to be a weapon for the Chicago Bears? He was a great weapon for the Packers last week. Is he a weapon for the Chicago Bears this week, right? As well as Justin Fields just operating better as a quarterback, making better decisions, getting more time, hopefully as well, making quicker decisions, right? Have that command of the offense that we heard so much about in in training camp and in the preseason. So those are some of my biggest questions for the Bears heading into uh, Sunday's game, but let me know your questions down below. But with that being said, it's sat- it's Friday. It's Saturday. I wish it was Saturday. It's Friday, so that means it's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get to this first mail- uh, voicemail. This one's from Mike. We the ones that make play. Huh. We the ones that make play. Huh. I know Unk knows who that is. This is Mike from Pennsylvania. I'm missing Mikey Brown right now. 
where is the intensity? Where's the passion? Where's the fire? I'm blaming Flues. Getsy's a retard. You're trying to run a sneak into the teeth of that defense with a broken offensive line? The hell you doing, boy? Ah, uh, look at that. Shoot, it's Wednesday. This is how calm I am on Wednesday. You have no idea. I am freaking. And to see Justin Fields sitting on the bench like, oh, poop, this is happening again, 11 in a row. Man, Dan Marino would be up screaming at the offensive line, screaming at his receivers. And, and get these play calling is, it's very naggy-like. Let's bring our little friend, the white rhino, in behind center and try to run into the teeth of his defense with no blocking. It's enough. Oh, dude, yeah. This is not good. And if they play with that kind of intensity next week, holy smokes. Leslie Frazier's out there possibly. We need a deep we we need a lot, man. We need a lot. Oh God God bless us all. God help us. <laughs> anyway, boys, Chicago up or down the bears, but holy smokes, Buckwheat, I am where is the passion from the Bears? Let's hope that we see it this week, Mike. That's all I can say, man. I, I Listen, Luke Getze, Allen Williams were both bad, but this team was deflated, and you saw it. And it, it, it was even more telling with the, just how the excitement that it seemed like there was around this Bears team from the players and the fans, and that is completely gone after week one. By the end of that game, the Chicago Bears looked defeated. The players on the, on the field just looked like they were disappointed in themselves. But how do you use that disappointment to fuel yourself in week two against another opponent that's going to come in trying to expose you in Tampa. I guess we're going to Tampa Bay, but like, uh, the, uh, how do they perform? How do you bounce back after disappointment? That is, a, as a man, much less as a football player, it's telling how you come back after you should be disappointed in your own play. And so we'll see how this team, hopefully we see better passion. Hopefully we see better execution, better technique, right? More discipline as well from this team. And they come out and show themselves to be that team that we thought they could be coming into the season. Again, only one week, right? So I don't want them to be hugely down on themselves, but I do want them to use that that shellacking they got, which is a hell of a word, uh, a shellacking they got at home against the Green Bay Packers. Can they now perform better against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? All right, let's get into this next play. This one's from Terrence. Hey, Bobby, uh, C-Dub, and Hazel. This is Terrence Williams in the game calling out of Dallas, Texas. Well, Enos, Texas. Uh, I'm calling about um, the Sunday game. Um, the problem is that we're not game planning around what Justin Field do well. It seems like they're doing things that are running plays that it's not his strength. He's not a pocket player. Roll this man out with booted and boots and naked and, and free flickers. Do all type of stuff to get the offense going, get it in a rhythm, but then, then, then they can take off. The problem is. They need to change the defensive coordinator because Adam Williams is not it. That don't make no ridiculous how the defense is. They're not well prepared. They didn't play in training camp, and they didn't practice. So that game was state rehearsal preseason game. They got their ass kicked. I said 40 to 21, but it was the other fucking way around. Uh, That is sad. But I'm looking at the bounce back. They should be able to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I, I see they're going to snap out. I, I, I look for a better outcome. But it, it got to get better. It, 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 it's ridiculous. And it starts from offensive coordinator. 
he got to do better. Betsy, you got to do well with your quarterback. Do well, y'all. Second year in the uh, in the offense. It's in no way that shouldn't look like you should have more than twenty one points going for. You got running backs and you use a tight end to go for a fourth and one. Come on with the jokes. That's uh, it ain't just a field call. He running for his life. He can't focus on the throw. He trusting it because the uh, Green Bay defense is better than what people thought. I didn't think they was gonna be that good, but they is awesome. They they really got a good, pretty good defense, and we 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 just didn't have it. it, it it's just poor planning, and they weren't prepared. That's all I can say. That's just one game. One game don't make a season because you remember Denver when they won the Super Bowl, they went zero and four in preseason. They was getting their butt kicked, but they ended up in the Super Bowl. And winning it with Peyton Manning, so that preseason don't make nothing. One game don't make a season, but we'll bounce back. God bless you, brothers, man. I I I'm looking forward to coming on to y'all show, man. Bring me on y'all show so I can kick it with y'all and talk about some bears. God bless y'all. Y'all keep it up. All right, peace out. Bear down. Not running plays to Justin Fields' strengths, and you know, here's what I'll say. Maybe Luke Getzey thought running screens were that. Now I will say this: Justin Fields has the ability to step up. He has an arm where he can. I know there's a lot of people who question, can Justin Fields make a downfield throw? And we haven't seen, We have, you have to force it, right? You have to force the growth from your quarterback and you have to run better plays for him. So, you know, I, I'll overall say this, like, do I think that we ran a good offense in general? No. Do I think Justin Fields needs to be better? Yes. Do I think that it's a mix between the two on how this offense can look better? Yes. I'm not going to blame completely on Justin Fields. I'm not going to blame completely on the offensive line. I'm not going to blame everything completely on Luke Getze. But that is the holy goddamn trinity of failure for the Chicago Bears, and we need to see better performance out of every one of those three facets for this offense to take a step up and to look like an actual NFL offense. We look like a peewee football team with the offense that we ran against the Green Bay Packers last week. Matter of fact, I know some peewee football teams that run better plays than what the Green, what the Chicago Bears ran last week. We have to step up in all three of those facets that I mentioned for this offense to take a step. Now, as far as Allen Williams, Allen Williams ain't it, at least not by what's shown. I'm a show-me guy, right? And so at the end of the day, I trust what you show me. I know the potential that we have in this team, and I believe in that potential. I like the talent that we have on the defensive side of the ball. But guess what? Whether it's Allen Williams and his scheme or whatever else it is, the cover two, whatever you want to blame, we need better. And Allen Williams and Luke Getze have both left much to be desired for me as a fan of the Chicago Bears. And so hopefully we see better from at least one of them, if not both of them, next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They need to be better. The players need to be better. No excuses for it. Everyone needs to be better. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Barry. Hey, Bobby C-Dub. Hey, Barry here. So, fellas, I, I was, uh, you know, obviously tail between our legs after last weekend. But I had hope that, hey, maybe Tampa Bay, you come out, you fucking get a win. Everybody's clicking on all eight cylinders. And, you know, you, you change the narrative. But after listening to fucking Eberflus yesterday, I have less fucking confidence that that's going to happen. You know, Fields sounds defeated. Nobody in that building feels like they're on the brink of a fucking comeback, bounce back week. This is fucking disconcerting, fellas. I don't think Eberflus is the guy. I know I turned fucking quick on this guy, but we have seen this before. He's fucking John Fox. He's Mark Tressman. He's Matt Nagy. It's all the fucking Chicago politics. And I believe in Ryan Poles. Don't get me wrong. But Matt Eberflus, 
No fucking accountability. No signs that he's going to wise up and change the fucking game plan. Luke Getsky seems fucking clueless. Justin Fields, you got a fucking supercharged Corvette at quarterback, and you're driving him like a Buick fucking LeSabre, like a 90-year-old lady who's fucking on the way to bingo doing 27 and a 45. This kid can fucking play, and they are ruining him, fellas. Okay, and I don't want to hear about the Caleb Williams train and all that shit. Way too early. I ain't giving up on Justin. But guess what? You keep Luke Getzey or some Luke Getzey fucking clone, Matt Nagy piece of shit, put him right back at OC, and guess what? You're going to fucking ruin Caleb Williams, too. This is this simple, fellas. Put your Tyree Carter in at left guard. Keep White here at center. Fucking put Mercedes Lewis in there and pound the rock with Roshan and Foreman. Bring in fucking Herbert as a change of pace to fucking splash him. Set up the play action. Let Fields get on the move and fucking gun it downfield to your third wide receiver, DJ Moore, and Darnell Mooney, and maybe even Komet, you know, and get fucking Claypool the fuck off the field because that guy does not want to play. Okay, I don't want to hear shit about the hit philosophy if you let fucking 6'4", 240-pound Claypool get fucking thrown around by a nickelback for the fucking Packers. Get the fuck out of here with that hit shit. It doesn't mean shit if that guy gets to play. So, fellas, that's just the offense. I might have a separate call on the defense later, but, whoo, man, I mean, you thought Barry the hype man was fun. I mean, when I fucking, when I'm cynical, fellas, it's fucking bad. So, you know, hopefully we don't have too many more of these calls this this year, but I fucking have a bad feeling that we do. We might end up with two fucking top five picks after this shit. So, fellas, uh, Chicago up and there the fuck down. Listen. Matt Eberflus, every every time I've heard any one of the coaches say anything over the last week, I've literally looked at it and just said, hey, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm just going to I'm just disappointed in, at all. And I try to remove my overall disappointment from the team from being able to objectively, you know, talk and evaluate things. And that's why, you know, even in the earlier voicemails, I try to make sure that I say I'm not blaming everything with the Chicago Bears problems on any one person, facet, player or anything. It's a combination of a lot. But Matt Eberflus, as the head coach, you have to either choose better coordinators or you have to come up and step in. You're a defensive guy, period. And the defense looked bad. It looked bad. And so a lot of that is it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall on, on Matt Eberflus. And like I said, I doubt that his head's going to roll, but a coordinator's head could absolutely roll depending on how this team goes this season. So let's see how the Chicago Bears play. Um, I'm, I'm not right now, as far as you saying, Flus may not be the guy. Listen, I still like Matt Eberflus overall, right? I, but I don't like you if, if the results don't come on the, on the football field, right? I can like you and think you're a good guy all day long, but if the results aren't on the football field, all that likability and shit don't matter to me. I'm a Chicago Bear fan. I'm not a Matt Eberflus fan, and at the end of the day, I'm down for whatever's going to actually make this team better, and guess what? Until we see it, you know, I, I, development of the young guys, and, you know, there have absolutely been pieces of it, but can we – can we win a goddamn football game? That's all it that's all it comes down to. Win us football game. That's it. That's it. Bears fans are very simple in that sense. Win. Win. Right? You want to know how you can get Bears fans all on the same page? Win. You want to know how you can get Bears fans rocking behind this team? We're going to rock behind it whether you're losing or not anyway. Like they, we've been losing for damn near 20 years. But overall, win. Win. That's all you got to do. Win. So, you know, that's the word of the week. Win. Win. That's it. That's what it comes down to. I can have issues with certain things in the game. I can have issues with certain players or people not being used, whatever else it is. But win. Guess what? Guess what? Regardless of what issue I have with the story of how the game goes, if you win, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Win. That's it. Win. The word of the week. Win. 
All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from K2. Hey, Bobby, C-Dub, what up, y'all? What's cracking? It's your boy K2 again, man. Hey, yo, I watched this, uh, the show y'all did today, man. One, I loved it because I guess I guess y'all finally saw the tape or something, man. Like, because now y'all, everything y'all covered today, I agree with 100%, man. I still feel like Justin Fields' mentality as a quarterback is not there, regardless of his O-line and coaching. He needs to step up and make plays, man. Like, and he just ain't doing that right now, and that's okay. And C-Dub mentioned something that said, you know what? He C-Dub said, hey, gang, let him throw three interceptions, man. How he going to learn if he don't, he don't do it? And that's how I feel. I feel like he needs to step up and start – Firing that thing, man, because he got an arm, bro. A 20-yard pass to Justin Fields, I know it's easy. A 35-yard pass to Justin Fields, I know it's easy. And he had those targets. He just didn't step up and threw it, man. And he was a little spooked, man. I get it. You know, you don't want your ribs constantly beat up. You don't want to keep getting sacked and stuff like that, man. But at some point, you got to show a little toughness, man, to take those hits and make those throws and make the defense adjust to what he's doing. Because I tell you what, if he get hit, and he don't make the throw, it gives the, the, the defense all the confidence in the world. But if he gets hit and makes the 35-yard throw, gets back up and does it again, gets back up and does it again, it's going to make that defense adjust a little bit more, and that pressure going to stop. I'm just saying, man, it's just – and then we're going to start seeing that superstar Justin Fields that we all want to see. I'm rooting for my boy. Like I said, man, I don't give a damn about no Tyson Bates, and I like the kid. I just like his mechanics. But I want my boy Justin Fields to take off. We need to be kings of the north. I hope execution this week is the game plan, man. And that's all I got to say, man. I just want to see my Bears execute, man. Chicago up, head down. All right. I love what you said here, making the defense defense adjust to you. And I think that that's something that we have not seen Justin Fields or the offense do in 11 games straight, right? And really even more than that. Make the defense adjust to you. Right now, we are playing either protect, we are playing, uh, you know, whatever it is. We we are trying to uh, do our best to put Justin in the, in the right situations. I think we're failing too, or protect Justin or limit him and not expose him, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, right, you're not making the defense adjust to anything. We are, we are again, in the game of chess that is football, we aren't, we're, we're always on the defensive. We have not gone on the offensive once because we can't. We, we, we just aren't making defenses adjust. We aren't doing that. We aren't running plays to try to, you know, change what the defense does, force them out of whatever coverage they have or scheme that they have. We're not doing any of that. Right now, like I said earlier, a peewee football scheme, that's what we're running. And so, like I said before, whether it's Luke Getze running a simple offense to protect Justin Fields or Luke Getze running a simple offense because he ain't got a bag, whatever it is, something that we need, whatever the answer is by the end of the season, that's how you need to adjust, right? That's what you where you need to focus on fixing. And that until that happens, we're always going to be playing um, and, and adjusting to the defense rather than making the defense adjust. We need to, to open it up. Like you said, Justin Fields can throw down the field. I believe that, right? I've seen him. I've, I've done it. I've seen him in college. He's done it, right? Yes, college game and football and the NFL game are different, right, in the sense of schemes and things like that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to it. If you're not taking shots down the field, guess what? The defense doesn't have to worry about you taking the top off the defense. You know what that means? That makes everything that you do, whether it's mid to short passing game, whether it's running game, it makes it that much more difficult when you're not a threat to go down the field. Go down the field. That's it. That's it. That's really it. I know it's an oversimplification, but it's really what it comes down to. That's it. Do it. All right, let's get into this last voicemail for today. This one's from Kashe. Hey, CBC family. Um, This is Red. No cachet. I just finished watching 
the Eagles versus Vikings. And all I got to say is Jalen was able to hold him. He was holding the ball longer than Justin. It's, it just looks nice when you have a good old line that has your back. He's able to make those plays because they was able to hold the line. So I just need to say this, and it's not no excuse because I heard that people say it could be excuses or whatever. You know, it's the point if you were paid to be your own line, you need to do what the online is supposed to do. You're supposed to have your position on DQ, not not below average. You should be average and above. That's how I look at it. You're getting paid millions of dollars. What's, what's the point? And then another thing, Kelsey came out with bloody Did any of our doggone online players have bloody knuckles? I need to know. If they didn't have bloody knuckles, they asses shouldn't get paid that day. <laughs> I'm not playing. You need to have bloody knuckles on the O-line, for real. I'm not even playing with you. Protect and do your job. I'm so sorry. But um, I don't even know what to say about this next game. Hopefully we do something fantastic. Chicago up, bear down. Now, uh, Kishé, I get what you're saying. Now, I will say this. Look, I looked at the release time. Jalen Hurts' release time is almost half of what Justin Fields. He, he, he did seem like he held on to the ball, but it's almost half of what Justin Fields was. Now, here's what I'll say, though. An offensive line helps everything. That's it. And you're saying that, hey, are your knuckles bloody, right? And I think that this offensive line, it does need time to jail. That's that's a reason, right? But at the end of the day, like, win your individual matchups. Perform. Like, right? Have some pride about you. You got Chase Claypool playing patty cake. I know he's not an offensive uh, lineman, but you got him playing patty cake. You got to protect Justin Fields. That's at the end of the day. When it comes down to this, everything, protect Justin Fields. That is your job. That is what you need to do. Allow him more time. I get it. I, even if we want to talk about his, the, the amount of time he holds the ball, which is a legitimate critique to Justin Fields, protect your quarterback. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Protect your quarterback. Open up lanes for your running backs. Do those type of things. Do it well. Do it often. Do it consistently. And so, you know, I think we have some of the, the, the players on this offensive line overall, a lot of them are going to be here for years. And I do think that they're going to develop nicely. I think Braxton Jones still has tons of potential. He needs to limit the penalties. Darnell Wright is going to, you know, when I went back and looked at the All-22, he performed better than I thought throughout the game, but he did have those normal rookie mistakes you're going to see, right? But I do think you, you're like the Cody Whitehair, uh, Lucas Patrick experiment of moving them. Once Cody Whitehair is ready to play center, that's where he needs to be. We, I would rather get Jay Tyree Carter in there to start, and I think he showed a lot, and he graded pretty well as, as well last week. Overall, we do need improvements from the offensive line, but we also need better play calling. It's hard for the offensive line to have to really have success when your play calling is so simplistic that the defense is able to figure it out. If they already know what you're doing, the offensive line can have the best blocking pattern or whatever in the world. But if the if the defense can figure out what you're doing, it, again, the chess, not checkers of it all. So, you know, let's hope that we see better performance from them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the channel at uh, Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentralgmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Shy Town up. Bear down. Love you guys, man. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.